When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 59, All She Saves. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. All right, Katie. So today is a wonderful Monday morning. How's it going? It's early. <laughs> Which is like uh, from like, every, every Monday morning early when this thing comes out. <laughs> my coffee has not 100% kicked in yet, but um, I really enjoyed talking to Crystal. I kind of felt like she was like my lost twin. Yeah, no, we really connected with her. Like everything about her, like even down to like the random side hustle job we had in common. Yeah. So when reading her blog and everything, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, me too. And then I would read a little bit more and be like, I totally get it. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, like when you're able to make that kind of a connection with someone, like just even from like a money term, you can have nothing else in common. If you've had a similar financial sort of situation that happens, all of a sudden everything like just like the dots connect, you know? Yeah. And it's nice to run into people who have had similar situations because sometimes, especially when you're thinking about your money situation, you kind of feel like you're all alone and like by yourself. Yeah, definitely. All right. You ready to dive right in? I am. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Crystal from All She Saves is a young professional living in Minnesota who is doing huge things, like paying back $77,000 in student loans. She documents her journey to paying off her debts living life and working full-time. Welcome, hey, Crystal. Crystal. Hello, how are all of you? We're good. So real quick, I know you're up in Minnesota and I wanted to know if the spring storm was bad there as it was over in D.C. Because like, <laughs> like life stopped here. <laughs> That's what I heard. We actually did not get any snow here in Minnesota, which is crazy, but we've gotten our share of snow this winter. I can totally imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, when I first got to the States, I was um, working in Michigan. And I'll tell you what, like as a little boy from Africa, like seeing snow like that, I was just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how much snow there is. And funny enough, um, just before that, I went up to Canada in um, Banff. And yeah, I was, I just couldn't believe how much snow there is in North America. It's insane. Well, and <laughs> weren't you also driving a Mustang convertible? I was. I was driving a Mustang convertible 
in Michigan. That sounds <laughs> in awful. In the middle of winter. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me. But, you know, like, I was told if you go to America, you must drive a Mustang because we don't get those in South Africa. So, <laughs> Much like many others. I can other. totally picture that. <laughs> you should come up to Minnesota and drive a Mustang here during a snowstorm. I'm sure people would love that. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Okay, so when I was reading um, your blog, all I could think of was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm reading about my own life when I was reading about your student loan payback and how you kind of like ignored it for a while, which actually made me feel much better because I, as far as I knew, I was the only person who had like not started paying it back and kind of pushed it to the side for a while. So first, thanks for putting that out there. <laughs> um, but uh, what made you change your thinking and decide you wanted to pay back your loans so quickly? Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Katie, I feel like this is a situation that so many people are in, but nobody ever talks about it. And so I'm so glad that you related to it because it's not a normal thing that you, you know, talk about over cocktails with your friends or anything like that. Right. Um, so I definitely know how you feel. Um, but what made me change my thinking is one thing that I haven't shared on my blog yet, actually, and I have a post sitting in my queue, but I feel, <laughs> I, I honestly still feel ashamed from it. But when I started thinking about paying off my debt, I had over $15,000 in credit card debt a couple of years ago on top of the 77,000 student loans that I graduated with. Yeah. And yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Like it's insane thinking back and I can't even imagine having that much you know, consumer debt anymore. But it was a time in my life where I didn't grow up really knowing how to manage my finances or anything like that. I didn't learn it in school. And so once I, once I graduated, I was just swiping my credit card left and right. And I was applying for different credit cards. I was buying whatever I wanted. I was traveling whenever I wanted to. Um, and it was just a normal thing. And so I started dating my now boyfriend, Tom, in late in 2013. And when we started dating, I was still swiping my credit cards, but he started getting suspicious of my spending because we would go on dates and I'd be like, oh, I'll totally pick this date up. Like, no worries. I'll pay for our entire date. And he would be like, wait, hold on. How are you paying for this? And each time I would just shrug it off or I would just, you know, change the subject until one day when we were hanging out, he was like, okay, I know how much student loan debt you have, but how much credit card debt do you have? And at that point, I just had to tell him. And I told him that I had $15,000 in consumer debt. And I honestly will never forget the look on his face when I, I told him that. I know that look because Dennis had the <laughs> same look when I told him about my student loans and what I had, like all the stuff that had actually gone on with it. So I totally know that look. And it is the worst feeling ever. But you know something as exactly. well? Like it, it, it's something that people, like you said, they don't talk about. And I think especially credit card debts, like student loans, people are a little bit more open because everyone has them and everyone kind of pretends they don't exist until they eventually decide to pay them back. But credit card debt and consumer debt is something that's a lot more personal because you spent money to get into that. Like, fair enough, you spend money to get an education, but that's what everyone kind of has to do to get qualified and to get to the next level. 
And to be honest, it's on education. It's not the end of the world. But talking about credit card debt, a lot of people are very, very scared and reluctant to do it. Um, we actually interviewed, um, who was it? Um, the debt-free guys? Yeah. Yeah. And they had over $55,000 of credit card debt combined. And, you know, like, I'm really happy to see that people are actually talking about it now and they're realizing it's such a massive issue. Yes, absolutely. And it's something that, you know, like I said, I have a post waiting in my blog queue, but to this day, I still have not posted it yet just because I'm scared of who could read it, even though I ended up paying it off in 11 months. And that is amazing. Wow. But it's still something that I'm ashamed of. So that was really, after seeing Tom's face, that was the point where I was like, I need to pay this debt off and I need to pay it off as soon as possible. So I ended up paying it off in 11 months. And so after I paid that off, it was like, come on, I need to pay off more debt. Let's tackle these student loans. And that's really how this whole journey started. Out of interest, how long ago did you write the post? That post was probably one of my first posts. So it's probably been sitting in there for nine months. You have to publish that. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. <laughs> so I have, mine was not credit card debt, but mine was this horrific car loan that I got. And basically what happened, long story short, I was really pretty naive when I was younger and I co-signed for somebody who didn't have great credit and I had good credit and it turned into this whole like car debacle. And then after obviously that friendship fell apart, I was landed with $20,000 in negative equity from their past car loan. So not only like, was it all this like debt that I had, but it wasn't even my debt that I had to pay back. And I remember when I would tell people about it, I would feel so ashamed of myself. Like, A, how was I this stupid to get into this kind of a situation? And B, like, I'm never going to be able to get out of this. And then I even felt a little bit ashamed after I paid off the car, the car because I still kind of felt that way. And now, like, people who have, like, reached out to me, they're like, thank you so much for telling me about your car loan because I'm in a similar situation and I thought I was the only one. So I think you definitely, that's something really to be proud of instead of ashamed of. Thank you. I will post it soon and I will credit it to the both of you. Yeah. And (laughs) if anything, we all do really horrifically stupid things when we're young. So you can blame it on that. (laughs) oh i was 22 (laughs) oh i feel like that doesn't even count i don't even remember still baby yeah (laughs) so let's take a little bit of a step back and talk about this your student loans a little bit so originally you had seventy-seven thousand, and you've now gotten it down to about forty thousand. so that's a massive payoff already you know that's huge Thirty-seven thousand. so I also read that you paid off over 12,000 last year and that is huge. That's over a thousand bucks a month. And you know, like that is some serious dedication and I'm sure that there were some sacrifices that came along with it. So could you talk a little bit about what you had to cut back on to make that happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I basically, when I decided that I was going to pay off my debt this aggressively, I took a look at my budget and basically cut everything and anything that I didn't necessarily 
need in my life. But at that time, you know, I thought it was quote unquote necessary. So I stopped drinking coffee. I stopped going out. I stopped eating out as much as I used to. I stopped just randomly going to Target or TJ Maxx or Marshall's <laughs> on the weekend when I was bored. I did all of those things. Um, and I made those sacrifices because I set this goal. Um, and in back in December, actually, I wrote a post called When Debt Rules Your Life that kind of gives a glimpse into how I was feeling emotionally, emotionally about paying off my debt. Um, and it basically, I talked about how instead of saying yes to everything, so like yes to going out with my friends or yes to going to travel somewhere, I had to say no all the time and the emotional toll that got me. And you hear about so many people who are paying off their debt aggressively and how isolating and lonely it makes them feel. And I can honestly say that's true because all of a sudden you're not the person who's buying a round of drinks at the bar anymore. You know, you're staying in. Um, but on the flip side of that, I feel like I've found so much happiness from paying off my student loans. So instead of going out to eat at night, I've slowly learned how to cook, which is crazy for me because I think I'm a bad cook. Um, <laughs> or I've started reading books to improve myself or instead of going out to happy hours with friends we hang out at each other's apartment and watch the bachelor or things like that so yes there were so many sacrifices and it's not an easy journey but i honestly don't regret it and i'm happy with where i am right now especially being at $40,000, almost about to hit $30,000 in debt um it's been a great journey so far it's actually amazing how very quickly you identify who your true friends are from that exercise. Because like a lot Absolutely. of people don't understand and they're like, oh, but everyone's coming out. You should just come out. And they don't appreciate your personal vision and mission. And that like to me identifies friends very quickly. If people can't get behind something that you believe in, regardless of what it is, like they're not true friends. Well, and it's yeah. also such a great feeling when you are paying back that kind of a debt. I know personally when I make like $1,500 payments towards my student loan, like if I actually think about it, it's kind of a drag, like all that I could have done with that money. But then it's also, well, it's another 1500 closer to not having this. And I can relate too to having to miss out on like trips with your friends and everything um, back in like, I say October I felt awful. I had to miss out on all of my friends getting together, ironically, in Minnesota. And all my college what? girlfriends were getting together. And it had been such a long time since we had seen each other. And naturally, the trip was actually my idea. And I was the only one at the time. I was like, guys, I am like a million dollars in debt. And I'm really trying to get out of it. And I, <laughs> and I can't come. And like... They got it, but I also could kind of tell they were like, oh, you're like backing out. And it was like, oh, but like, no, really, I'm trying to pay off debt and I don't have a job. Like paying off debt and not having a job is really hard. I can't you have justify to make sacrifices. going yeah. on yeah. vacation if I'm trying to do this. So absolutely. I think it all comes back to what you value in life. Um, and Dennis, like you said, you need to have friends and it's great to have friends who share the same values in you, like paying off debt and who understand that. Um, so that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. 
So in your February report, you overspent, but you don't feel guilty about it. Tell us a little bit about how you can still splurge while paying back debt and how that does um, wonders for your mindset. Yeah, so I did overspend in February and I've probably overspent the past couple of months as well, if you read my debt reports, but to help me from overspending each month. So in my budget, I automatically build a splurge category. So this is a set amount that I have each month that I can spend on whatever I want. So if that's buying Starbucks in the morning, if that is eating out, um, I honestly can say I still get my nails done every month. That's because I have that splurge category already built in. So that allows me to spend money because I honestly could not cut myself off from things completely. Like that's just not an effective way. You're going to, you know, you can't just completely go cold turkey. Otherwise, you'll end up buying everything. Um, So by giving myself that amount each month, that allows me to still feel like I have freedom to splurge on things in life. I like comparing debt payback to diets. I was just going to say that, <laughs> that like the whole time, like, well, that's why like when you're doing a diet and you're trying to lose like 10 or 15 pounds, yeah. you still have a cheat day because you can't rob yourself well, of everything. So what I was going to say is when it comes to diets, a lot of people will say, oh, which diet works? And ultimately every diet works. But guess what? The ones that are going to work are only going to be the ones that you stick to. You know, and you have to find what's right for you. And if you can find what's right for you, whether it's, oh, I have a cheat day twice a week instead of once a week, you know, I'm a bit more relaxed than what the diet calls for, but I'm still on the diet. It's something I can manage. It's something I can stick to. That ultimately is the diet that you're going to lose weight off or the debt payment plan that you're going to get debt free off. Yes. Well, and I think on top of that, it's about being mindful about your purchases like a diet, you know, maybe, yes, you really want to eat that donut or that burger. But if you're mindful and say, like, do I need this? Do I really need this right now? At least in your mind, you're semi-stopping yourself and you can make that choice of whether or not you want to move forward or not. And that's the same with budgeting and expenses. Um, One example I'll share is if you follow me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, I really, really wanted to buy a backpack. And it was for work. It was to be able to carry my laptop around because it was just too heavy on my arm carrying my purse. And so the backpack I found that I liked because I have champagne taste on a beer budget <laughs> was $300. Holy cow. Yes. Insane. And so I was like, I need this backpack. It's perfect for me. It will fit my laptop. And so I was doing everything to justify this decision. And I was looking up discount codes and coupons and trying to use my Ebates and literally everything I could to justify making that large of a purchase. Um, And I was literally right before I was about to hit purchase, I was like, okay, do I need this? Do I really need to spend $300 on this stupid backpack? So I quickly hopped on Amazon And I found a similar backpack for $30. And so I ended up buying that one. But it was just, you know, it was me being mindful, giving myself time to think about my purchase and not just automatically pushing the yes purchase button. Yeah, it's amazing what that can do. And we actually have a three day rule that we like to use. So if you really want to buy something, you're not allowed to buy it. You have to wait three days. And during that time, you know, you think about it, you research other stuff, whatever it is. 
And if you still want it after three days, then it means enough to you that you should consider buying it. And, you know, sort of taking that time to really research it and stuff, that can make the difference. I mean, just the other day, I wanted to buy something online and Katie said to me, wait till three days. And I was like, all right, I'm going to wait. And she's nuts. There was a $20 off end of winter sale that happened three days later. So, (laughs) Yes, perfect. (laughs) I told him that he needed to be thankful that I was kind of cheap. (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> honestly Dennis has to do the three day rule way more often than I do yeah like I'm the spender <laughs> the only thing that I really spend money on is food and <laughs> that, that's all I really care about and you can't usually wait three days to go grocery shopping Um. anyway so talking about your blog and personal finance bloggers and everything we're all about the side hustle Um. To help pay back your debt, what kind of side hustles do you have going on? Yeah, so currently I do Rover, which is the dog sitting app, um, because I love dogs and we hope to get one one day. So that's been a good experience. Um, But honestly, though, all she saves has become my side hustle. Um, When I was aggressively paying off my credit card debt that I mentioned earlier, I was working my full-time job, I was working weddings on the weekends, and I was working as a receptionist at a local hair salon. So I was doing all of these different side hustles to pay it off, but at the end of the day, I was just exhausted. I would have no time to get together with friends and family, which is what I love to do. Um, And so I decided to quit all of my then side hustles because I needed to put my health and happiness first. And so now I work a full-time job and I blog on All She Saves, but I've shifted my focus to finding other ways of earning money um, other than, you know, your traditional side hustle. So for example, Every year, I make sure I negotiate a raise in my current position, even though I hate negotiating. Or, for example, I love selling my clothes to local consignment shops. So the rule I've given to myself is I can't shop for other clothes unless I use the money that I earn from selling my clothes. What a good idea. Shops. That is a good idea. Yeah. So right now, I mean, I don't have, I have Rover and I do that as my side hustle, but really I'm just maximizing the current cash flow that I have coming in. Awesome. So with uh, the inspiration of your blog, you now have a whole get out of debt community at your job. And when I read about this, I loved it because you spend so much time at work and basically like your work your coworkers turn into your friends and you met somebody who stumbled across all she saves and you guys have turned like a little like get out of debt community. Can you tell us about that? Like how often do you meet and what do you guys do? Yes, absolutely. I love this group. And it's, I mean, I wrote a blog post about it, but I was honestly sitting at my computer one day at work and I get this message saying like, all she saves is this you and literally my heart froze because not many people know about my blog and I'm like who is this how do they know about this um but it honestly turned into one of the best things ever so there's three of us in our group and we meet in person once a week to so at the beginning of the week on Sunday nights we text each other three to four small goals that we have for the week so it could be anything from we want to 
spend less than $20 this week total, or we don't want to eat out at work, or we need to finish doing our taxes, things like that. And then when we meet in person, we go over the progress of how we've been doing and we share tips like books that we've been reading or finance apps that we're using, podcasts that we're listening to, et cetera. Um, today, actually, at our meeting, we watched one of our friends cut up her credit card at the meeting because she knew she was overspending. So she brought a pair of scissors to the meeting and she brought her credit card and we cheered her on while she cut up her credit card in front of us. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we took like boomerangs of her doing it. It was awesome. That is really cool. But it's so important to have that support structure and that support system in place. Like it can do like it, it can take what feels like an uphill battle into something that's super manageable and you can relate with other people. It really helps a ton. And then they cheer you on and you actually start feeling good about it. Yes, exactly. Especially like you mentioned at a place like work where you think that everyone is just there for the nine to five grind. They're going to work until they have to retire, et cetera. Like it's so good and fulfilling to have friends at work that you can see on a weekly basis to cheer you on. Yeah. And those are the type of friends that you kind of become friends with forever because you've gone through such a huge life-changing experience with. Yeah, I agree. One of the girls in the group were talking about going to FinCon together this year. So we'll see. Maybe you'll get to meet them. Yeah. Sounds awesome. (laughs) Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, do you have a blog, a website, or any kind of publication where you need some writing done? Katie is currently available for freelance work. So any kind of writing, she's absolutely great at. She prepares an awesome power page for SEO purposes. And yeah, if you're interested, definitely hit up chainofwealth.com slash contact. You just fill in the form and Katie will get back to you as soon as possible. That's chainofwealth.com slash podcast. Okay, Crystal. So why do you think that people struggle to achieve their dreams? Um, I think people fail at achieving their dreams because they might set a goal that's too big and they might not put smaller goals in place um, to help them achieve that goal. For example, like my goal right now is to pay off $50,000 or all my student loans in four years. But to do that, I had to do a hundred other smaller things to make that goal. So I needed to track my expenses. I needed to unsubscribe from store emails. I needed to figure out my timeline, et cetera. And I think that people fail at doing that, fail at achieving their dreams because they don't set those smaller goals in place. In addition to that, I think you also need to hold yourself accountable in some way. Um, So for me, my accountability tool is All She Saves. And I honestly just started my blog to track my debt payoff. And so each month I post debt reports that we mentioned, show my overall student loan amount and how much I've paid each month. And for me, like I do not want to publish a post if I can't show that I paid that much off that month. Like it's embarrassing. Even if like only five people read my blog, I still want to post that I made my goal that month. So I think you also have to put an accountability tool in place when setting goals. I can also relate to that because I don't want to put on my income report about my debt payoff that I didn't make it. 
And <laughs> naturally, like, I made my first goal for January to pay back, like, $2,000 in student loans or something that month. And I had it all scheduled out to, like, I would call every couple of days and make payments. And then I was also supposed to have, like, the automatic withdrawal come out. And then with all of that in place, I would have made my goal. But then the automatic withdrawal didn't come. And it was like, oh, no. Well, now I didn't meet the goal. And I'm talking to the girl on, on the phone. I'm like, why didn't it come out? And she she gave me some weird, ridiculous answer. Like, they don't take payment on the weekend or something. It's so and, ridiculous. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> well, I don't want to complain, but you kind of ruined everything. Like, now I have to tell people that I, <laughs> I can't post this. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was just like, okay. But so. like, I think also talking about goals, like we talk about goals pretty often on Chain of Wealth. And if you tell someone else a goal, I think you're 100% more likely to actually achieve that goal. But if you write that goal down and you share it with other people, you're 800% more likely to achieve that goal. And I think that's whether it's a blog or whatever it is, as long as you have something to be accountable for, you will be much more likely to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Yes, absolutely. I think writing it down, sharing it with others, doing as much, many things you can do will help you, you know, further you along. Right. So do you have any other books or podcasts that you can recommend? My number one favorite podcast that I listen to every single morning and every evening on my way to and from work is the Choose FI podcast, which I know other people who've been on the show recommend, but it's honestly one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to. I absolutely love it. Um, in terms of books, I just recently read You Need a Budget, um, YNAB, and I absolutely love that. It is taking my budgeting to another level. That sounds really nerdy, actually. <laughs> it's okay. That. <laughs> um, and then I just finished yesterday, The Year of Less by Kate Flanders. Um, she talks about her year-long shopping band. And I love that, too. Awesome. And do you have a favorite quote? Yes. So I love many, many quotes. But I would say my favorite quote right now that is really relatable is by Mary Oliver. And it goes, Tell me what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. And I just love that quote because, I mean, we have one life on this planet. And what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be held, you know, in the chains of debt your whole life? Like, you need to make the most of it while we're here. Crystal, we've loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I would say that, you know, you don't have to, if you have student debt or any debt in your life, you don't have to live with it. And there is a life after debt. And it may seem really far, um, but it is doable if you put your mind to it. And on top of that, I honestly, like, didn't know that there was a personal finance community until I started LG Saves. And 
it's literally the most amazing thing. If you have not, you know, been a part of it, like come and join us because it's just this tribe of people who are cheering each other on to pay off debt, to be better with your finances, et cetera. And it's just so fulfilling to, you know, hear, have people comment on my blog, like total strangers that I've never met before that I'm doing a great job. And that's something that you can have too, if you just put your mind to paying off your debt. So if you are even remotely interested in paying off debt, know that you can do it and there is a life after debt. Chain, as we've been hanging out with Crystal from All She Saves, you can check out her website at allshesaves.com. And if you're looking to get out of debt, definitely get involved with the personal finance community. There is such a great support system and you can really achieve whatever goal that you're trying to get to. Chainers, we've absolutely loved hanging out with you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Every little bit helps. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.